0: Good morning everyone. My name is Jose. I'm one of the student ministers here at St. Mix. Uh, I've been here for about a month and I've really appreciated the welcome that you guys have given me. It's been lovely. Uh, and this morning as Mark is over serving the saints over at Coromel at 10am, uh, I've got the privilege of opening God's word with us this morning. So because it's God's word, let, let me pray for God to help us. Let me pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for speaking to us in the Bible. Please help me to speak your word faithfully today and help all of us to appreciate and love your word even more today. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my dad, my dad is a great gardener. You can see how happy he is pointing to his poor boys in the picture. <laughs> we don't usually dress up to take photos in the garden, but this one was before my sister's wedding, which was on live stream. My dad, he knows that plants need to be grounded in good soil to grow and flourish. Grounded means to be rooted and firmly established, just like a plant that's going to produce lots of fruit. And as people, we need to be grounded too. The Bible says that the person who delights in God's word and thinks deeply about it is like a tree planted by streams of water, a healthy and fruitful tree. And being grounded in scripture will make sure that we grow as disciples. Remember that disciples, they're devoted imitators of Jesus. Uh, When it comes to Jesus, being devoted means to give your whole life to him. Giving your life to know Jesus and serve him. Giving your life to imitate Jesus. To follow Jesus' model of thinking, feeling and doing. And if we're going to grow and flourish as Jesus' disciples, we need to be grounded in Scripture. When Christians talk about Scripture, we're talking about the Bible. That's God's written word, written down for us to read, understand and believe. In our passage today in 2 Timothy, we see an older disciple named Paul encouraging a younger disciple named Timothy. Paul, is in prison and is apparently facing death. He's been in prison lots of times. And there's religious imposters that are teaching false things and they're circling around Timothy and around God's people. It's a dangerous and sad situation. So what does Paul have to say? Well, he says in verse 14 of the passage that we read, he says to Timothy, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. When Paul says continue, he says remain or stay. He means to be grounded. Be grounded in what you have learned and become convinced of. Be grounded in scripture because it is fertile ground made rich by God's truth. Now, today, you might feel like a tree planted by streams of water because you've dedicated time to reading and understanding the Bible recently. Or you might feel like a pot plant that gets watered once every two months because you haven't been able to focus on the Bible recently. However you're feeling, I want you to know and believe and trust in Scripture today. I want you to live grounded in Scripture And as we explore scripture today in the book of 2 Timothy, we will see two main things. Firstly, scripture is God's powerful word to save us. And secondly, scripture makes us more like Jesus. Firstly, scripture is God's powerful word to save us. A lifesaver might save us at the beach when we're drowning in the ocean, but God tells us how he wants to save us from spiritual death through Jesus. When I think about the word save or salvation in terms of what the Bible means, I like to define meanings like that through one of my favourite books, The Ology. You can flick through it later. And this is what The Ology says about the word save. Save, salvation, rescue. Jesus died in our place to rescue or save us from spiritual death, an eternity separated from God. Jesus rescues us from spiritual death. That's spending forever separated from God. God tells us his plan to save us, written in the words of Scripture. And we see from verse 14 in our chapter that we've read. Paul says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God breathed. Scripture is the truth, the power, the knowledge that leads to something so much bigger than any advice for getting fit, or eating healthy, or becoming rich, or getting lots of friends. Much more wonderful than those things, scripture has the truth and power to lead you to eternal life through faith in Christ Jesus. Eternal life, this is real safety and security. Eternal life, this is real joy. What will matter when you come to the end of your life? Will it be your health or your money, or the people who want to be your friends, or your job. The one thing that really matters is your salvation. Whether you've accepted or rejected God's invitation to have a perfect and real relationship with Him forever. We need to understand that all scripture is God-breathed. That means we don't get to choose the parts of the Bible that we like and ignore the hard parts. Maybe we don't like how the Bible says that we should put others first before ourselves. Maybe we don't like how we must keep trusting Jesus even when life is painful and hard. You see, the words and the meaning of the Bible, they don't change depending on how we feel. We can't pick and choose what we want to believe and follow in the Bible. You see, for me, believing the Bible, even when it's frustrating and hard, confirms to me that I'm worshipping the one true God rather than just worshipping myself and doing whatever I want. All scripture, even the hard parts that we don't like, is written by God. And Paul, he speaks of the Holy Scriptures, and in his time, the Holy Scriptures were the Old Testament. And he also tells Timothy, continue in what you have learnt. Now, what did Timothy learn that he was to be grounded in? Timothy learned the good news of Jesus as he was passed on from Jesus' closest followers. We call these followers the apostles or messengers. These messengers spoke the message of Jesus to many other people and Timothy, he received the good news from his grandmother and his mother. The good news tells us how Jesus lived, how he died, how he rose again from the dead to pay for our rebellion against God so that we could have an eternal life and perfect relationship with him forever. And the Bible that we have today also includes the New Testament, which is where we find the good news of Jesus where it was written down by the apostles. All scripture is God-breathed. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. It really is incredible. When we read the Bible, God, the creator of the whole universe, he is speaking to us. The Bible's authority, it's from the god who made the world and who wrote the Bible. You can see why we call it God's Word, because God wrote the Bible. But you might be wondering, how did God write the Bible? From theology again, here's the explanation. The second second and third paragraph I'll read out. When you use a pen to write a letter or a note, the pen puts the ink on the page and the ink forms the words. When the letter is complete, you could say that the pen was the instrument for writing the letter. Yet if your hand did not move the pen, it could write nothing. In a similar way, the writers of the Bible, with their own personalities and language, were like the pens in the hand of God. God inspired them to remember what they saw and to write down what God wanted them to write. So while the Bible was written by people, God was the author behind it. What does this mean for us? Well, it means that the Bible should always be our highest authority. When we look at anything else in the world, whether that be our work, our family, our responsibilities, our, our needs or our wants, we should always be asking the question, what does the Bible have to say about this? Because the Bible is God speaking to us. God, the creator of the whole universe, has spoken to us through the Bible. So, so shouldn't we trust The Bible. Yes. But the truth is, it can be really hard to trust the Bible every day. Life is an everyday battle seeking to live our lives based on the Bible. There's so much information in the world that sounds smart and wise which disagrees with the Bible. And they push us not to trust the Bible. Maybe our friends, our family members that we respect, they disagree with the Bible. Or or videos, or or news stories, or university teachers, or our boss at work. All kinds of experts can disagree with the Bible. And sometimes the things that we grow through, our hard and painful experiences, they seem to disagree with what the Bible says. Dave MacDonald, he was a pastor of a church in Canberra, And then he found out that he had terminal cancer. And that made him doubt what he believes about God's goodness and the truth of the Bible. It can be really hard to trust and live by the Bible. And when life is easy, when life is hard, we have to ask ourselves: will I trust the Bible? What else has the power to save us for eternal life? Nothing. Not even the smartest doctors have the power to give you eternal life. And because of that, we have to ignore everything that disagrees with the Bible. That doesn't mean that we ignore all the knowledge that isn't found in the Bible, because other sources of knowledge, they, th- they teach us things, how to, um, how to cook a delicious meal, or they teach us about the science of gravity. But I will say again, if anything disagrees with the Bible, we have to reject it. When the Bible speaks, God speaks. And the Bible is our number one authority for us to read, know, and understand, and live by I want us to think, how amazing is it that we have a God who actually reveals himself? A God that doesn't stay hidden and unknown, but a God that can be known and wants to be known so much that he speaks. He speaks so clearly in the words of the Bible that we have right in front of us. It's it's such a precious gift. I'm not here to tell you just to read your Bible every day, but I I want us to recognize the treasure that we can have in our hands to appreciate the life-saving, the life-saving word about the life-giving God. And for those of you who may be new to Church of the Bible, you just need to pick up the Bible and start reading. But It could be really helpful to read the Bible with someone else or in a group. Uh, You can ask questions, learn, grow and become wise for salvation together. You can also join our Explore Jesus series. Uh, This will be a great time learning the truth about Jesus from the Bible around good food and good people. We would love to help you join our Explore Jesus series or connect with someone you can read the Bible with. And you could tell us that you would like to do that by filling in a Connect card, by scanning a QR code just in the pew in front of you. Or you can talk to me or talk to a friend who brought you to church. God has spoken and the Bible is powerful to save us. Point two, scripture makes us more like Jesus. Being a disciple means being like Jesus. We want to be like Jesus because he always perfectly served God in his thinking, feeling, and doing. Verse 16 it says, "All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work." Some of you are parents, all of you have been children, would you feed your kids chocolate and cake every day if they asked for it, if they wanted it? I know I wouldn't, because giving them what they wanted would be bad for them. And God, he feeds us too, but he doesn't just give us food to feed us physically. He's also given us the feasts of Scripture to feed us spiritually. Maybe you feel like you don't need or want to listen to God. Maybe you'd rather listen to what other people say or listen to your feelings or listen to popular people on the internet. But that's like trying to survive just by eating chocolate and cake. God, he doesn't just tell us what we want to hear. He feeds us the spiritual food that we really need. God gives us the Bible, which is what we really need to have eternal life and to grow up to be spiritually strong and healthy. God gives us the Bible, which is what we need to be more like Jesus. It's useful in four ways. Firstly, teaching. The Bible shows us the truth and the right way to live. Here at St. Michael's, we try to teach the whole Bible bit by bit each week, on Sundays and throughout the week as well. And we try really hard to teach what God is saying in the Bible, not what we want God to say in the Bible. Now today, how do you think you can be sure that I'm teaching from the Bible, that it's really from the Bible? You can have your Bibles open in front of you and check what I'm saying as I preach. And if I preach anything that isn't from the Bible, I want you to see my error to rebuke me and correct me. But scripture is also useful for rebuking. That's our next thing. The Bible tells us when we go wrong. Our sin and errors are exposed when we are rebuked by the Bible and Christians who are informed by the Bible. It's like shining a bright light on a criminal when your sins are exposed. And when we are living against what God says in the Bible, the most loving thing that anyone can do is show us how we are going the wrong way and lovingly correct us. Correcting the Bible explains how to go the right way again. And training in righteousness. Well what is training or what does righteousness mean? Back to theology again righteousness, righteous, rightness. Perfectly right in the eyes of God. The opposite is wrongness, which is sin. Jesus lived a perfectly righteous life. He never sinned, and he trades his perfect life for our sin-filled one. This is how we can become righteous, even though we are sinners. The Bible shows us the path of right living, how to live well and how to serve God. This doesn't just mean that you would know what it means to be righteous or what it looks like to be righteous, but that you would actually be righteous, Well, we are righteous through faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible, it's not just information. It's God's power to save us and make us righteous. And God's word does all these things so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible, it's not just good advice. The Bible is powerful to save us. It also gives God's servants everything they need to do every good work that God wants them to do. The servant of God produces good works just like a tree grounded in good, healthy soil produces lots and good, lots of good and delicious fruit. My university, it was known for preparing really good journalists. But even the best journalist or doctor or lawyer or plumber or teacher or carpenter will die. But the Bible is powerful to save you for eternal life. So when you die physically, you'll be raised spiritually to spend forever in a perfect relationship with God. As I said, I've been at St. Michael's for a month and I can see how much you want to be changed and built up by the Bible. Being here at church every week is a great way to help yourself and each other get to know God through the Bible. And I see that growth groups are really important to you and I can understand why. Growth is in the name. It's when we come together to read, to reread, to discuss and to think about the Bible and what it means for our lives. And dedicating a bit of time each day to reading the Bible will grow you to do the good work that God wants you to do. Reading the Bible with someone else will help both of you to do that together as you encourage and challenge each other to get to know God better. But maybe you feel like you're not good enough for God. Maybe you're failing, you think you're failing to live like Jesus or you're not spending time getting to know God in the Bible. The Bible tells us that God is forgiving and kind when you feel like a bad Christian and you haven't been in a church in a while, or you haven't read your Bible in a while. Because being a Christian isn't about looking at yourself and how good or how bad you think you are. Being a Christian is about looking at God and seeing how good and loving and caring he is. And being a Christian is seeing how good the Bible is because it's how God has chosen to speak to us. We can read the Bible with a humble and teachable attitude. We can ask God to help us understand and believe. And we can trust that the Bible will change us to be more like Jesus. Maybe you feel like you don't know enough to teach and train someone else. But you see, the words of eternal life are found not in yourself, not in me, but in the Bible. You just need the Bible to teach and train. When you don't know what to say, when you don't know what the answer is, you can look to the Bible. I've been reading the Bible with a non-Christian friend for three years. He's asked me so many questions that that I didn't and I don't know the answer to. But I could always try and find the answer with him in the Bible. Teaching and training others is grounded in the Bible. It's not grounded in my ability to get people to like me or in my ability to speak clearly. It's grounded in the truth and power of the Bible. Now, I know some of you have been Christians for a long time, some of you a very long time. You know the Bible and you appreciate it. And all I have to say is continue. Continue in what you have learned and have been convinced of. And as you do that, the Bible is powerful to save you. It will continue to teach you, rebuke you, correct you and train you in righteousness. It will equip you, the servant of God, for every good work. This isn't anything new. But it is wonderful and exciting. It's the most important thing that you can do for yourself, for other people and for God. Because the Bible is powerful to save you for eternal life. Please pray with me. Dear God, we thank you so much for speaking to us in the Bible. Thank you so much that the Bible is powerful to save us and make us more like Jesus. Please help us to appreciate the Bible and to use it to teach, rebuke, correct and train ourselves and each other in righteousness. So that we would serve you with our whole lives. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.